a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And here we are approaching the end of the week. Well, the end of the week for some of you. I'll be here on Saturday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. in the morning. Hope that you start your weekend with us, too. And, of course, we're here tomorrow. Uh, This is a, quote-unquote, historic day because we have another liberal that has been been successfully nominated to become a justice on the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson according to the Amazon Prime Washington Post, has felled one of the most significant remaining racial barriers in American government and sending the first Democrat nominee to the high court in 12 years. And they are effusive in their praise of the justice. You've heard all of it before, so no need for me to go on and on about it. Uh, they're they're happy as they can be that she's on there. Some people are happy that she's on there. Other people are, as the Democrats like to say, airing their grievances. They 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 accuse the Repu- the Republicans of airing their grievances when they talked about the way that Repu- Republican nominees were treated, as opposed to the beautiful treatment that Ketanji Brown Jackson got at her Senate Judiciary hearings. Anita Hill has come out from wherever she was and said that uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee mistreated Judge Jackson. I should know, says Anita Hill. The shameful, shameful spectacle of the Senate Judiciary Committee during the confirmation hearings makes clear the confirmation process is broken. Uh, Miss Hill you are probably one of the biggest reasons that the confirmation process is in the sorry shape that it's in. And for you to speak up like you're just a bystander, an innocent bystander, all this is laughable. It's totally laughable. This is not simply about Jackson's reputation she says, which was repeatedly smeared by Republican senators peddling false narratives about her supposed coddling of child pornographers and terrorists. Okay, let's stop right there. The justice, or soon-to-be justice, Jackson had a track record about pornography. The Republicans did not exaggerate it. They framed it to say that she was soft on criminals. Now, that is a legitimate way to look at it. Other people might interpret it different, but the record spoke for itself. These were her records. I know something about being mistreated by the Senate Judiciary Committee. During the confirmation hearing for Justice Clarence Thomas in 1991, I was subjected to attacks on my intelligence, truthfulness, and even my sanity when I testified about my experience working for the nominee of the uh, at the Education Department and the Equal Opportunity Opportunity Commission. Opportunity, 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 blah, 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 blah. In this particularly low moment, senators sought out slanderous statements from my former students. Let's talk about who sought out slanderous statements. Your people accused Justice Thomas of plucking a pubic hair and putting it on a Coke can. It was ridiculously absurd. Slanderous. 
You follow a man from job to job that's harassing you. Ms. Hill, it made no sense then. It makes no sense now. But, yeah, you keep peddling this idea that you owe the, the paragon of innocence and virtue for those people who believe it. But there are many of us who are not buying, okay? And she goes on to say she was shocked by the interrogation of Jackson. One of her complaints is that uh, Senator Blackburn tried to get out of the nominee what the definition of a woman was. And Anita Hill calls that a gotcha question, et cetera, et cetera. So you see, this is just, it's just, it's just insanity. And the insanity continues at Vox, the liberal publication Vox. The paradox of Ketanji Brown Jackson. Now listen to their sub, to their sub headline, by the way. Eric Adams news coming up right after the first break. Even if I don't get finished with Katanji, I'm going to do because Politico has a piece today about Eric Adams and you need to hear this. Returning to Vox, the paradox of Katanji Brown Jackson. Listen to this subheadline. The Supreme Court is more diverse than it has ever been and more hostile to political equality than any court since the 1950s. What is political equality? What is this crap? These people make up stuff and then present it like it's like it's part of part of the process that we have all been watching in politics from day one. Political equality. There's no such thing as political equality in the court system. It's not about political equality. First of all, you guys spent many years telling us it wasn't political. Now that you're lacking in liberal judges, now all of a sudden the court, Supreme Court is supposed to be politically equal? What kind of nonsense is this? This is what passes from journalism from the so-called left. That's what it is. It's a historic moment, though. As Senator Corey Spartacus Booker said at the beginning of Jackson's confirmation hearing, her confirmation shatters a glass ceiling. Well, okay, okay, whatever. uh, Now we get to to the red meat. The current court, with its Republican supermajority, is more hostile toward voting rights and specifically the proposition that states may not write election laws that discriminate on the basis of race than any court since the Voting Rights Act became law in 1965. Indeed, the current court may be more hostile to efforts to achieve racial equality than any court since Brown versus Board of Education. Now, this is a load of manure. This is straight-up liberal bull manure. This court is hostile. With the, the Republican supermajority is hostile. They allow, they allow states to write election laws that discriminate on the basis of race. That's a bunch of BS. Let's, you know, I, if you have to get in the weeds to really understand what these leftists are so upset about, 
when it comes to the Voting Rights Act because parts of it were finally abandoned. But I'll try to explain, and I hope I don't mess this up because it is a little technical. In response to the Democrat KKK wing of the party, the Democrats, the Jim Crow Democrats, that not only were hostile to black but blacks but lynched them and didn't allow them to vote and oppressed them for decades. In 1964, the Voting Rights Act was signed and passed, and if it weren't for Republicans, it would not have become law. These liberals never seem to mention that. One of the provisions said that the southern states, which were run by governors like Democrat Lester Maddox, like Democrat George Wallace, like Bill Clinton's guy, what was his name? I forget his name. Fortis, was it? And some of these other Democrats in these, in these deep south states, to circumvent them trying to continue to oppress black people in the Voting Rights Act was a provision that if they were going to, any of these states were going to change election law, it had to go to the DOJ first, and the DOJ had to approve it. Well, that, my friends, was 1964. We live in a very different America now. We're in 2022. And black people can go vote wherever the hell they want to vote in America, and it's been that way for a long time. Now these liberals will tell you, Oh, but when you ask for voter ID, when you ask for voter ID, you see you're discriminating against black people. Well, think about how stupid that is. What they're saying is black people in America are so are so incompetent, are so stupid that they can't figure out how to get ID. Even though you need ID for so many things in our society, including getting on a plane, Buying cigarettes, buying liquor. But what they'll tell you is, no, no, no. Well, see, some of the older blacks don't have birth certificates. Well, how long have we been hearing that? Why, we've been hearing that for almost 20 years. So in the 20 years, the Democrats have been claiming that black people can't vote, the older ones, because they don't have ID. They've done nothing to help black people get ID. If you know there's a problem, what do you do? You try to solve it, but not these Democrats. They want the problem around as long as possible so they can use it as a political weapon and so that they can convince black people, see, these Republicans, they're evil racists. They hate you. When the biggest racists in America are Democrats, the biggest, if you want to know where systematic racism lives in America, it lives in the Democrat Party. That is where you find Systematic racism. Go to every blue city in America, and you see the same things. You see the ghettos. You see the failing schools. You see lack of opportunity in these black neighborhoods. You see crime rates out of control. We're going to talk about Eric Adams soon. Don't go away for that. You see the same thing over and over again. And who runs the hood? It's these Democrats. They've been running it. They do run it. So they sit and they whine and they moan and they B.I. itch 
that there are no IDs for 20 years, and yet they won't help people in their own community get IDs that they claim they don't have. This is all BS. And then they sit and write things like, oh, the Republican supermajority, why, they're hostile to voting rights. No, they're not. The Republican supermajority is hostile to fraud. They're hostile to the way you Democrats have been doing things, like how you got John Kennedy elected at 2 in the morning by finding votes that weren't there in Cook County, Illinois. Now, somebody, please fact-check me on that. And if I'm wrong, tell me. This article by by Vox claims the cornerstone of political equality in the United States. There's no such thing is the Voting Rights Act, which ensures that no one is denied the right to vote because of their race. Republicans are not interested in stopping black people from voting. It is you Democrats who are interested in smearing and lying about your political opponents so that you can suppress any notion that black people might have that Republicans are human beings. It is a clever shell game you've been running all these years, but your little shell game's coming to an end. So now you have Ketanji Brown-Jackson, ultra-liberal, uber-liberal on the court. Thank you to the three Republicans, the rhinos, Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, and Sue Collins. You know, I give Sue Collins a break. She's not as bad as the other two, even though she infuriates me at some times. There are other times that Sue Collins does not infuriate me. She's very thoughtful on some things. But these other two, this Lisa Murkowski and this Mitt Romney person, they're an embarrassment to the party. So now we have Ketanji Brown-Jackson. And another racial hurdle has been felled. Now we have a black liberal woman. We still don't have a black conservative woman, so there's still a racial obstacle. We still don't have a a Hispanic woman that happens to be more traditional with American values, which would be a right-winger, according to the left. So there's another hurdle that still remains. And you can guarantee, bet your bottom dollar, don't make you holler, that if Republicans ever nominate a conservative Hispanic to the high court in in the form of a woman or a black woman who's conservative, the same liberals today that are whining about political equality and all this rubbish will be the first one out trying to smear whoever those nominees are the same way they smeared Kavanaugh, Alito, Bork, Estrada, and on and on and on, and Clarence Thomas with Anita Hill poking her head back out. Eric Adams, when we come back from the break, please don't go away. Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
WABC Traffic and Transit. Lots of flooding out there, so be careful when driving home on Long Island Lake. Success, stop and go. Eastbound between exit 33 and exit 41. East I slips up at county traffic jamming on the Sunrise Highway. Eastbound between the Southern State Parkway and the Herkshire Parkway. Bayshore, an accident now cleared. The South Dakota Parkway northbound at Pine Air Drive. Checking at the bridges and tunnels right now. The GWB inbound, upper OK, lower OK, outbound heavy. Lincoln inbound, OK, 15 to 20, outbound. Holland inbound, OK, from the turnpike, 5 to 10 from Route 1 to 9, outbound, 20 to 30-minute delays. No major delays on the rails and in the subways. I'm Bob Brown through 77, WABC Traffic and Transit Update. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. WABC Talk Radio 77, the one, the only, Ray Charles brings us back. I got a cow that went by and a hen that won't lay. A big stack of bills that gets bigger each day. The county's gonna haul my belongings away cause I'm busted. Absolutely busted. Well, there is another context for being busted. And we can turn to Politico today because they did a great job in busting the myth of Eric Adams. Mayor Eric G.Q. Adams, the man who fires a mother for daring to ask a question about a promise that he made in public. A man that gives in to sports teams, wealthy sports teams and elitists, while the workers in the city, the heroic workers that helped the city get through COVID, he fired them, he and de Blasio, and keep them fired while giving the elitist sports athletes and entertainers who visit the city a break. Mayor Eric G.Q. Adams ran for mayor vowing to drive down violent crime and restore public safety in New York City. How is he doing so far? Well, this is in Politico today, folks. Major crime is up 44% since he took office. Again, How is Eric Adams doing? Mr. GQ, who makes it to every single glitz and glamour event that he can, looking like he's ready for the front page of GQ magazine. How's he doing? Major crime is up 44% since he took office. Now, in Politico, good liberals that they are, they give you all the caveats. Well, it's early. It's really early. No one expected Adams to solve the crime problem in three months. No, we expected to see some indication that it would be solved, that he was actually going to do things that help the city. That's what many of us expected, not that it would ever go away in three months, but it was his number one campaign promises, among his campaign promises. As he nears 100 days in office, Adams is cognizant, says Politico, that New Yorkers will only cut him slack as the new guy for so long. 
These are definitely not the numbers we want. We want to bring down crime, Adams said during interview inside his car yesterday. Really? I wonder where he was on his way to. Was it to some other glitzy hangout with the elite crew? Did he throw out a few crumbs of bread to the peasants along the way? The peasants in New York that he and his administration seem to despise? Well, everything, everything has gone up. Shootings, robberies, assaults, burglaries are all up. Though murders have fallen just a teeny bit. (laughs) It'll only take a day or two to change that one. Crime has risen in every borough of New York. It's risen on the subways, and it's risen at the New York City Housing Authority complexes. In other words, the projects, yo. Crime is spiraling upwards, out of control, while this man runs around giving us the best fashion show that any mayor has ever run around in this town, and while he runs around firing mothers who dare, who dare ask him a simple question, and while he tells the people that worked so hard for this city during COVID that they are S out of luck, and he puts his middle finger up at them, while at the same time bringing in gifts to the athletics, to the to the super elite athletes in America and the super elite wealthy entertainers. Oh, you don't have to obey the rules in New York. We only make the five year olds and we only we only stretch that to the average peasants in New York. You're better than them. You don't have to do that. Eric Adams is a disaster. Let's be clear about that. Eric Adams so far is a disaster. And New Yorkers are paying the price for it. Some of them with their lives. And yet this man preens and parades around New York to every high-level elitist event he can get himself into for the photo ops. He parties with the best of them while the people in New York suffer. And while crime is still running out of control. Now, if you think I'm being harsh on the mayor, please let us know. And I want to make one point that I continue to make. I want this mayor to succeed. Because if he succeeds, it means you, my fellow New Yorkers, us, we will live in a safer city. I want this mayor to succeed because if finally somebody can turn around these failing schools, they will help our children. I want this mayor to succeed because New York deserves a successful mayor. But so far, Eric Adams, disaster. And I don't see anything that he's doing that is going to turn this around. 
The criminals continue to parade in and out of our court system with this stupid bail reform that these liberal and progressives forced on the residents of this city. The criminals go in, they come back out. I mean, think about that. Even roaches, when they check into the roach motel, they don't come back out. But here we have some of the most heinous criminals in the world, and all they have to do is march into the judicial system, turn around, and march back out so that they can commit more crimes on the great people of this city. And this mayor's twiddling his thumbs, going to every high-level fashion show and and every high-level party that he can, telling us, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're going to fix crime. Oh, yeah. Utter disaster. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, we're coming back. Your calls are coming up, too, so don't go away. Talk Radio 77 WABC. WABC Traffic and Transit. Heading off to Rockland and Westchester County, South Nyack, stop and go throughway northbound between exit 10 and Nyack, exit 13, the Palisades Parkway. East Chester and Westchester County, the Cross County Parkway. Backing up westbound between the Hutchinson River Parkway and Route 22 in Yonkers. Stop and go Sawmill Parkway northbound between the Henry Hudson Parkway and the Cross County Parkway. Up in White Plains, traffic building, cross Westchester Expressway westbound between exit 80, Westchester Avenue, and exit 4. Checking the bridges and tunnels right now. The GWB inbound, upper okay, lower okay, outbound heavy, Lincoln inbound. Doing uh, doing fine. Outbound 15 to 20 minute delays. Holland inbound 5 to 10 for the turnpike. 10 to 15 from Route 1 and 9. Outbound 20 to 30 minute delays. All on the side parking rules in effect for today. I'm Bob Brown with your 77 WABC Traffic and Transit Update. WABC. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. W F Earth, Wind, and Fire on WABC Talk Radio 77. Maurice Williams, Maurice White. What am I saying, Williams? Maurice White. Philip Bailey, Verdine, the whole crew. Ah, yes. Well, the angry person, one of the angry people on uh, PMSNBC, the uh, angry black woman. Oh, wait, that no longer applies because they have more than one now. They used to just have that one angry black woman who all the time says obnoxious, hateful things about people. And, of course, it's only liberal, so hate speech doesn't matter over there. Well, one of the angry black women at PMSNBC, the the older one, the one that's been there the longest, has, has according to BizPack Review, outdone herself in the vicious category. She said, and she compared you, you people out here that vote Republican. She's talking to you and about you. 
And here's what she said about you. She said, Republicans vote like Al-Qaeda fights. So you, you see, you Republican voters, you're like Al-Qaeda. With a patient, long-term goal of seizing power and forcing the libertine culture to heal under the boot, no matter how many elections it takes. That's why those anti-voting laws, she says, blah, 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 the same old voting crap that they all talk. But she calls Republican voters, you. She says Republicans are pro-rape, pro-child marriage. You're like Al-Qaeda. And this woman, the other day she compared Republicans to Dixiecrats, her friends are Democrats. And by the way, since we're talking about that, that news channel, they don't have many viewers. But as you all may know, uh, the firecracker at the White House, uh, Jen Psaki, is negotiating a deal apparently with PMSNBC while she works at the White House. Nobody sees a conflict of interest there. No, why not? But apparently all this talk that the uh, that Peppermint Patty is going over to PMSNBC has upset some of the staff over there. So they held an emergency meeting with their alleged journalist. And many of them get this. I think this is hysterical. Apparently, some of the so-called journalists at PMSNBC believe that if they hire Jen Psaki, it will tarnish their brand. (laughs) Tarnish the brand at MSNBC? The woke left is at it again. Los Angeles County, the city council out there, has now banned all official travel to Florida and Texas because they say the recent policies in both states are anti-LGBTQ and designed to encourage harassment and suffering. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, in Florida, if you say, no, you're not as teachers allowed to groom or sexualize children in kindergarten, first and second, third grade, liberals are so incensed by that that in California now, they banned all official travel. You can't go to Florida. Why, how dare those people? They want parents to be able to talk, to talk to children about sex, not our teachers. And so, no, you're, you're, you're encouraging harassment and suffering by allowing parents to talk to their young, young children, their prepubescent children about sexual matters. And that's, again, what Eric Adams is so concerned with. Rather than the 45% increase in crime in New York, he's erecting billboards in Florida trying to tell people to come back to New York because you can speak freely. Oh, yeah, unless you talk about him, in which case you'll be fired, banished, exiled, and who knows what. But he's so worried about the LGBTQ reaction to this bill in Florida that he's spending money to put up billboards in Florida. Meanwhile, crime is raging out of control in every borough of New York. And that is sourced in Politico, a liberal establishment publication. New York Times today continues the theme that Republicans are homophobic. Frank Bruni, 
one of their columnists writes, For much of my life, I was extra careful around young children, especially young boys. I made certain not to congratulate one of them with a pat on the back, lest one of the mill tenderness be misinterpreted as something else. There was no playful tousling of hair, so there would be no wrongful stirring of suspicion. Mr. Frank Bruni says, born in 1964, I grew up when stereotypes about gay people like me were largely negative and deeply ingrained. Perhaps the cruelest of the lies about us reflected in reoccurring debates about who should and shouldn't be allowed to teach in schools was that many gay men were child molesters. And then he goes on and on. He's upset with the, with the verb grooming which he says the meaning of the word is both specific and sinister. And he has a whole column about how awful it is and how awful these right-wingers are now that are now saying Bruni. Now, first of all, I've been reading Frank Bruni for on and off. He's not one of my first go-tos when I pick up the times. But I've been reading him for years. I never knew the guy was gay. I don't care. He's a liberal. And you know what? What an amazing thing. Remember back when we really didn't know what people were and didn't care? Does anybody remember that? Where if somebody was gay, we didn't know and we didn't care? And if somebody was straight, they didn't walk around saying, oh, I'm straight, oh, I'm straight? Remember when it didn't matter what you were? Yeah. Those were the days, my friend. By the way, out in San Fran- out in Sacramento, California, where that horrific shooting was, one of those offenders was released. And he's one of these that walked through the justice system, and thanks to these liberal district attorneys, he was released and then went on to kill, take part in a mass shooting that left six people dead, 12 others injured. Well, now Sacramento, Sacramento County a District Attorney Ann Marie Schubert says her office warned against releasing that inmate, who is now one of the suspects in their Sunday's mass shooting. They warned, don't let this guy out. Just like so many of these crooks and criminals that have been let out in New York that continue, that continue, continue to prey on New Yorkers. There's a story in the Daily Mail today. Security not allowed to touch me. Shameless Manhattan shoplifter Jackie accuses Duane Reedgard of mishandling her when she stole fabric softener. You know what he did? He stopped her on the way out the door and said, no, no, you got to come to the back office. Well, she's out giving interviews now, the shoplifter, about how she was manhandled and not treated properly while she was shoplifting. This is what it's become in New York. The shoplifters think they are celebrities. And so if anyone interrupts them in the midst of their crime, they're accusing the security people at Duane Reed of manhandling her. She should be in jail. (sighs) Meanwhile, last one before the break, and then we're coming for your calls. Jerry Nadler and Chip Roy, Congressman Chip Roy, got into it. Jerry Nadler should be ashamed of himself. He was scoffing at the idea that little girls in stash houses are being raped as this border crisis continues. 
as more illegals are pouring into this country than ever before. And here he is scoffing when Chip Roy brings it up that these 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 illegal border crossings are also dangerous. And there are a lot of sex crimes that are happening with women and with little girls. And what does our own Jerry Nadler do, the committee chairman? He scoffed at the notion. And that sent Chip Roy over the edge. He was There was a verbal back and forth there, and he took Nadler down a few notches. But this is what you get from Democrats, this kind of callousness. They don't care that the borders of the United States have been compromised. And I'm going to remind you one more time this week on our, oh, there's another quick story about the borders. Did you know Jen Psaki has defended the idea that the, her administration, the Biden administration, ladies and gentlemen, is giving free cell phones, free mobile phones to all of the illegals they can that are crossing the borders. They're giving them free phones, and they must be paying the bill for their service, too. She confirmed that migrants caught at the U.S. border trying to illegally enter the country are being gifted smartphones free of charge by our Department of Homeland Security. That is the Joe Biden administration for you. Now, I was about to say, on the On the Border podcast that we have, On the Border, you can find it. Red Apple Media has all the podcasts from all of its hosts up on every single platform you can think of where podcasts are. One of the series I'm doing is called On the Border. And we talked about this week, this new surge that's coming in is expected, if it goes unabated, to be the worst surge of illegal immigration in American history. If the numbers hold up within one year, we could be looking at 6,480,000 illegal immigrants entering into the United States. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here, WABC Talk Radio 77. Remember, Cats at Night comes up next. We'll be back. We have telephone calls we're going to get to, maybe some more news if we have time. So don't go away. Talk Radio 77, WABC. WABC. Traffic and transit. In New Jersey, lots of flooding, so be careful out there. Essex, Orange County, East Orange, I should say. Eastbound I-280, exit 12, the Garden State Parkway and the Oroton Parkway. We have uh, traffic backed up there, and I can guess there is some flooding going on, too. In Bergen County, an accident blocking the right lane. Actually, in Bergen, that is the uh, community of Bergen, an accident blocking the right lane. It's the GWB Express Lanes northbound approaching exit 71 Broad Avenue. Down the Jersey City, traffic building Route 109, Tunnelly Avenue, Broad Avenue, southbound between Secaucus Road and County Road. Checking the bridges and tunnels at this hour, the GWB right now inbound. We have okay conditions on the upper level. Lower doing fine. Outbound heavy. Lincoln inbound okay. Outbound 15 to 20. Holland inbound 5 to 10 from the turnpike. 10 to 15 from Route 1 to 9. Outbound 20 to 30 minute delays. Right now, as far as the subways, we do have uh, train disruptions. Northbound eight trains are running on the local track from Canal to 59th Street. Uh, crews requesting police to respond to a person being disruptive at 59th Street. I'm Bob Brown with your 77 WABC Traffic and Transit Update. 
Now, here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC. Yeah, it's appropriate for the Democrats. MJ brings us back. Smooth Criminal. On WABC Talk Radio 77. Yeah, ow. That's what almost all of us are saying these days. Ow. You know, Kid Creole, another entertainer, convicted manslaughter. This case goes back to 2017. 2017 is a stabbing. Real name, Nathaniel Glover. He went on trial last month for the death of John Jolly, stabbed twice in the chest with a steak knife in midtown Manhattan. Well, at least that didn't happen under this guy's watch. It was de Blasio. Prosecutors accused Glover, founding member of Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, of stabbing the other man after becoming enraged because he thought Jolly was gay and was hitting on him. Glover's attorney said, no, 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 it was self-defense. Apparently the jury didn't buy it. Let's go to Jeff Greatneck to start on the phones today. Jeff, how are you? Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Thank you, James, for taking my call. Great education, and uh, you, you, you covered a lot of ground uh, on your show today, so I'm very thankful. But you started off with uh, the uh, voter rules that uh, people are trying to put in place, and I'll give you a hint. The reason they want to put voter rules is People, they want to have a lot of fictitious people around. If the Democrats can't figure out what a woman is, you get a picture up there. You know, some, yeah, it's one of the senators says, oh, they were Indian. And another person says they were black. And if, if you can't identify yourself based upon your genes, I mean, let's talk about uh, Bruce Jenner. He's acting feminine. He's not a, a woman. He's just, act, but people are so afraid of that. And with respect to if it's, I think it's important. If but people over in the Middle East, when they had an election, they had to make have that when they voted, they got a purple thumb that was indelible, which meant it stayed there for a while. You know, your skin peels off. Should they do, do that in this country? I don't know. know. You I, I don't know what a, they should do. But... An inkwell to make sure you don't vote twice. Look, uh, you're making some really valid points, but let me just say this about the voting ID. Whether, regardless of what gender you, you, you vote as, the idea that Democrats have put forward that, that asking for an identification of a voter is somehow a discriminatory is absurd. And so we're asked to accept absurdity at every turn. You point out that for you, it's absurd to suggest that a man can become a woman. It's absurd. But you're told to accept that absurdity as truth, and not only must you accept it, you must adopt the language of the left, because if you don't, you're an evil person, you're a homophobe, you're a transphobe, whatever. Here we are asked over and over again to accept the idea that asking for a voter ID, for an ID for a person voting, which is one of the most sacred responsibilities that American city and privileges that we have in America is somehow wrong and makes you a racist. And again, it's absurdity. So much of what liberalism is is about right now is denying reality and telling you and telling me and everyone else we had better conform to their illogical, irrational, absurd view of the world. Otherwise, 
something is wrong with us. And I, for one, reject it. Let us go to Mike in St. James. Mike, how are you? All right. Fine. Thank you, Bo. Uh, two quick ones. Was the money for the cell phones down at the border, was that in the budget approved by Congress? Don't know. We, know. we don't know. Probably and not. And guess what? And when we ask, we're not going to know because they're not going to really tell us where this This isn't Homeland Security's budget. Homeland Security's springing for it. So this is what we're, we're voting for Homeland Security. Remember why Homeland Security was, was, in, was actually formed. It was formed after 9-11 under the premise that all the other agencies could not connect the dot. So we needed a central agency to manage our security. And thus, we have Department of Homeland Security. What is Homeland Security doing today? They are giving free cell phones to illegal immigrants coming in the country. Amazing. What's your second point? Okay, well, uh, about 10 days ago, we heard the mayor's uh, plainclothes details uh, collected about 100 seizure of about 100 un- illegal guns. Now, were the perps desk appearance ticket, or were they really arrested? Now, that I assume, and I'm making a broad assumption because I have not read the details of that story, but I would assume for those charges that they would be arrested. Now, they're not in New York, so they wouldn't have been turned immediately back on the street. But if they were in another blue city, they might have. So worth checking into. Thank you for the call, Mike. By the way, here's another story from Homeland Security. Agents spent 18 months trying to infiltrate the Secret Service and Joe Biden's detail by partying, drinking beer with Secret Service. They got access to uh, surveillance and apartments and luxury buildings. The people, Hader Shar Ali and Aryan Terhaza Day. They were arrested for impersonating federal agents with the Department of Homeland Security. They've been doing this for 18 months, and they were trying to infiltrate the Secret Service, Homeland Security, while they give free cell phones to illegal immigrants. Judith in Brooklyn, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Thank you, James. Hi. Um, Boy, you do cover a lot of stuff. I called initially when you're talking about Eric, but I'm thinking about a bunch of stuff. So um, I don't know, as far as the cell phones, in my mind, it hit me that this is a campaign ploy to inform these illegal people their rights in their language and so that they should really be able to know where they can illegally vote or whatever it is. Uh, it, it's part of their campaign, you know, their diabolical, um, fraudulent stuff that they do. And as far as the LGBTQIA community, I protest. I think there should be LGBTQIA S at the end, and S stands for straight. <laughs> I mean, oh. you know, this is right. This is ridiculous. It, it, it's just insanity. Do you know? Do you know that they have now? You know, little kids they learn the ABCs in kindergarten, James. Yeah. Yes. So now they have a now they have a book. And by the way, these little kids still believe in the tooth fairy, all right, or Santa, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Now they have a book. Now they have a book there called Gay BCs, Gay BCs for little gay, kids. Gay BCs. Gay BC instead of ABCs, it's Gay, gay BCs. Letting you know. Yeah. Thank anyway, you. It's, it's, it's a, but uh, you know what, James? Can I just tell you? How yep. about Alvin Bragg's being responsible for all this rising crime, plus our wonderful Governor Hoko, who does nothing about it. She has the authority and she has everything to. That's why we need a Republican governor. Plus, Carl Hastie's and Cousins 
totally dissing Eric Adams. So I don't know if we have to, like, put all the responsibility on Adams. What can he do when he's up against all of this stuff? He can fight for New Yorkers instead of bending over. That's what he can do. Instead of going along with this governor, call her out by name. Put them on the spot. Tell them that the lives of his New York citizens are at stake. Make a big deal out of it instead of going to party and instead of firing mothers because they dare ask him a question. And instead of sticking his middle finger up at city workers who he and de Blasio fired because of this vax mandate, while at the same time welcoming in multi-million dollar athletes and, and entertainers and telling them they don't have to follow the rules. That's what he can do. But, Judith, I love your call, and I appreciate it. Thanks so much. And I was just reminded, by the way, uh, a few minutes ago from our executive producer, Rich Radabali, that because uh, we started talking about, in the beginning, today, Justice, uh, Justice Jackson, who was successfully nominated to the Supreme Court. And, yes, Joe Biden and the Senate Judiciary Committee did stop the first black woman who was nominated to the high court. That would be Janice Rogers Brown. And I will also remind those of you who care about identity politics, the Democrats trashed Miguel Estrada, who would have been another brilliant choice for the high courts, and they didn't care. They smeared and trashed him, too. So that's why I don't want to hear anything about I don't want to hear from Anita Hill, who was basically, a, in my estimation, in my opinion, a culprit in all of this. I don't need to hear from her. I don't need to hear from Vox complaining about the high court. You people are the worst. And and you know what? Some of us have memories. Let's go back to the telephone. And uh, let's go to Matt in Brooklyn. How are you, Matt? Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, James, two, two quick points. I know you're uh, nearing the end. Uh, where, where are all these phones being bought from? Obviously from China. And if they expect 6 million illegal immigrants coming in next year... Uh, this can cost the government billions of dollars. These cell phones don't go for $50, $75 a piece. Well, my friend, you did make your two quick points. I don't know. We don't know which smartphones they're giving them, whether they're giving them an- iPhones or, or Androids. Don't know yet. We'll find out. I hope. But, of course, this is what to expect from liberals. By the way, Remember all that whining about President Trump's taxes? It turns out Joe Biden has never released his tax information from his LLCs, where all the millions are. You don't hear Democrats demanding that, do you? Anyway, we are Pennsylvania. We are Connecticut. We are New Jersey. We are New York City, the greatest city in the world, despite every challenge put before us. And we are Americans, born in the greatest nation on the face of the earth. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families and look down with special favor on those suffering so desperately in Ukraine. Cats up next. Cats at night. Stay here. See you tomorrow. Bye. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.